morning, everybody. My name is Caitlin. My name is Josh. That's Frank over there and Joycelyn over here. And we are only part of the, of the team, the missions team that is going to India, uh, the Spring of Hope Orphanage in India this March. Um, we, just to clarify, we will be being with and ministering to the Naga people, but we will be in um, Ukrul, India. That's, that's in like the northeast part and the little part that sticks out from the big main part of India. Um, if you take a look at your bulletins, we have our team support letter inside there with just more information, background, um, exactly what we're going to be doing there, and also just brief write-ups from all the team members of why they felt God was calling them to go on this trip and what they hope to learn and experience. Um, we are going to be led by Khan and Jonathan. I don't know if you guys were here last week, but Jonathan was the man who was baptizing all the other men. Um, he's the uh, director the program director at City Team. And so Khan and Jonathan initially started Spring of Hope um, in response to something that God put on their heart. Um, so Spring of Hope takes care of children who's lost either one or both parents to HIV AIDS. And in addition to that, they also support um, the, the mothers who are uh, HIV positive. And then also on top of that, since they've started, um, they've also started supporting other children from neighboring villages whose families can't support them. And so at Spring of Hope, they get um, access to education, uh, food and resources, and also just a community of people where they can experience more of God's love in a tangible way. And so we as a team, we're just so, so excited to be going, to be partnering up with God in his mission and his work. We know that he has already been in India. He's been working long before we got there. Um, and it says many times in the Bible, um, it shows God's heart for the orphan and the widow. Um, he deeply loves, deeply cares for them. And he calls us to also be a part of that and to protect and care for them as well. So it's really just our joy and our privilege to be able to partner up with God um, in loving and serving um, these people that we're going to meet there. So today we're going to be hearing from two of our team members who wanted to share with you why they felt called to go and how God has been working. So I'm going to hand it over to Joycelyn first. Okay. When people ask why my husband John and I are going back to India, the easy answer is because we fell in love with the people there. Their love, generosity, and joy were contagious in a good way, and we found ourselves wanting to share that love and hospitality with others. But for me personally, God has answered some concerns and opened and closed some doors that have helped me to feel more comfortable, not necessarily confident, but comfortable with going back. When I told my sister, who's also my best friend and a faithful Christian, that we were considering going back to India, she said I shouldn't go. She was really worried about my health since I got sick the last two times we went. I promised her that I would pray about this. Later, when I told her that I felt called to go back, she said she supported me. She said that she trusted my heart and God's calling more than her own doubts. Another one of my concerns has been about my job. Would I be able to get the time off? Would my supervisors be able to cover for me during my absence? But two weeks ago, the company I work for declared bankruptcy and announced that all the stores would be closing by the end of February. So now I'm free to go without having to worry about my job. <laughs> I'll have to look for a new one when I return, but I know God will provide. 
Um, yeah, so I'm Josh, and I've been asking God for a while now on exactly what he has planned for me. I think this past year has been one of difficult transitions, definitely, and really understanding how weak I am and just how much I need Jesus. Um, he's really been teaching me that I, I can't always have what I want, which is a straight answer, clarity, um, which may be because I need to put more of my trust and faith in him. And whether that's questioning what my purpose is right now or how I can better engage with my friends who don't share our faith, I've been waiting. And about two months ago on a Wednesday morning before work, um, finally heard a word. The word was Naga, and which was something very unexpected. I've never gone on a missions trip before um, and had not honestly really thought about it. Um, but hearing that made I was yes, Lord. <laughs> so it made me get up and call Caitlin. And um, I think obviously I want to see how God is working all around the world and through the Naga people. Uh, in many ways, learning about the Naga people rem- reminded me a little bit of us here in America. Um, there's a cultural Christianity um, that's very prominent there that permeates people's thoughts and not necessarily their hearts. And as a result, many people have stopped taking their children and the next generation to church. I've also been thinking a lot about the way that I interact with the world, um, especially as I've been reading recently through through Genesis. Um, I and probably most of you were most likely taught the gospel this way, that you are a sinner and Jesus died for you to redeem you and forgive your sins and make you clean. Um, and I've just lately been reminded that the gospel story didn't actually start with that of us being broken. But two chapters earlier, um, Genesis 1 with God saying, let there be light and starting the creation of a good, beautiful, perfect world with humans made in his image to love and glorify him. We're called in our own way as image bearers of God to each play an important role then in the restoration of that good and perfect world um, to make the Bay Area or wherever we are as it is in heaven. So part of understanding that process for me is to go and see how God is moving through his people in a place and circumstance very different than Christian Lehman Church. I want to engage and connect with some of my brothers and sisters from across the world and be able to serve somewhere that I might not not otherwise go. Um, The trip itself also becomes an opportunity for my friends and family, both churched and unchurched, to partner with me. Um, It becomes a platform for me to minister and have spiritual conversations with folks about why I'm using my vacation time to go to an orphanage in the northeast corner of India. Um, So wanting to be more like Jesus at this time for me means jumping out in faith on a risk. Uh, And I invite you all to join us in that effort. Um, So if you are a disciple following Jesus, I invite you to pray that God shows you how to lean into the work he's asking you to do uh, in renewing the world, whether that's near, far, wherever you are, um, in your homes, schools, workplaces, and communities. Cool. Yeah, so thanks for uh, sharing, Josh and Joycelyn. I just want to ask for like some... Uh, prayer request that we have for this trip, um, just with, uh, we're having an amazing team go this year, and I'm really excited that we're able to go again. Uh, I think a few things that we want to pray for is just the kids out there, um, and just the families that, <clears throat> and the widows that they support out there, that um, we're going to see there out there. Um, also, 
Some little facts about um, Spring of Hope and the orphanage. Um, typically, they have a lot more staff, uh, probably around like 11 or so, 8 to 11 or so. But this time around, they um, are pretty short on staff, and we're just praying for them also to have more staffers, um, just to be able to help support the kids there. And just praying for, just as we prepare, just like financially, and just getting ready for just the weather and whatnot out there, and the safety and just travel. Um, I think the other thing just to pray for is really just with everyone hearing about just like the coronavirus and everything, we're going to be in Southeast Asia, and just pray that we stay, uh, maintain safe or stay safe and just how, and just for the rest of the team and the people out there too. Yeah. Um, so at this time, thank you so much, Naga Missions team, for sharing. Um, at this time, I'd like to pray for the Naga Missions team. I know um, that one way that we're called to support missions is through being senders and goers. And as senders here at CLC, um, it's definitely really important that we keep our team in prayer. So uh, would you bow your heads with me? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you uh, just for this morning, just for the ways that uh, Caitlin, Josh, Frank, and Joycelyn have been able to share about just the intentionality that they have about going out on the missions trip um, out to Naga out in, uh, in March. I just pray that uh, just in this process of discernment and just preparation and just all the different logistics that uh, you would just continue to give them a heart to want to serve and to just not forget uh, the reason why uh, we do missions to begin with. I just pray that um, just... Also, um, as Frank mentioned, the different staffers um, that are needed to put this all together and just um, all the different places that each and every one of the team members on the Naga Missions team are coming from, that you would just bless them, um, give them your wisdom, and just be able to protect them, especially during this time when just the coronavirus is out there and there's just a lot of sickness and illness around the world and um, in the midst of just a uh, time of travel and a lot of um, transit, that you would just protect them, keep them safe, um, and just allow them to really show and exude your love uh, to the children in the orphanage out in Naga. It's for all these things in your name. Amen. <laughs>